God damn it, wrong button. Wait, that's the beginning? <laughs> no, here it is. Podcasting from Northwest Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Gen Extra Podcast. A show about Generation X, movies, technology, weird news, and anything else they feel like. Join them every Monday morning. Now, here's your hosts, Dave and Joe. Welcome back to the Gen Extra Podcast. It is our 100th episode, Joe. 100, 100 episodes. I mean, I I kind of figured we were we were on like 50. No, we hit the 50 mark, you know, 50 <laughs> episodes ago. But no, dude, we, we made it to uh, the, the century mark. We got a hundo. I, time, I, it has gone too fast. I, I Really, at 100 episodes is, I think, is quite the... Just for us personally, it is quite the feat because you know when we set out to do this, it was like okay, let's just see how it goes. Let's see where we let's see where we get to. You know, let's see how the shows go. Let's see if we can even get on a schedule to do it. Right? That's 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 one of the hardest things to do. Yeah, yeah. Because we're both busy, and uh, we still seem to find that hour, you know, every week to sit down and record. Yes. So uh, so here we are, number yeah. one hundred. I know we talked about it before where it said most podcasts fail after like, you know, 10 or so episodes. So I'm, I'm impressed that uh, we've, we've uh, kept it going. I, I haven't gotten, I haven't gotten tired of it. I look forward to it every week. So it's not like, you know, ne- never am I like, oh, I got to record another episode. Like I just, I'm like, yes, I'm like time to record a new show. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think, and I think part of that is the fact that since we don't have like a very, like we have a format, but we don't have a super strict, like, uh, say subject area or guideline or anything, you and I are able to like flex the shows every week. We're able to talk about different stuff and new things. Uh, I think we've tried to keep it, uh, the variety level high enough, I'll say high enough to make it interesting. Yeah. The one thing I wish we could do more of that we, we don't just cause scheduling is, is challenging at times is get more people on the show, which we are working on one in particular. Yes. So we'll see if that uh, comes to fruition. Yeah, that's, that's actually a great point. Um, uh, to what you said, we are actually working on a, a one coming up here pretty soon, and maybe it's something that we'll be better at in the future, right? We can always, there's always room to improve. Yeah, I will say, like, we could try and push to be a little bit more guest heavy, like, like in the colder months, because it's way easier for me to schedule stuff. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we will, uh, we will try and get that uh, happening more often. But uh, yeah, so thank you guys for like I said for tuning in. And if you guys uh, have been with us since day one and listened to all hundred of our episodes, uh, dude, thank you so much. And that has been like if you were to if you were to backlog and start from from like number one, it yeah. would be a hundred hundred hours. So that would be it take you like two and a half weeks to listen to all of our episodes. It would certainly take you a while if you if you you know slept, <laughs> you know, if you actually like say maybe you made it your job, you listen to the show for eight hours a day. Right. That's what I'm saying. Then, yeah. Like, if, like if you're on a job and you just, that's all you did for your entire day, like just sit there and listen to us, it would take you two and a half weeks. That's a lot of content. It is a lot of content. Now, I'm not telling anyone it's good content, right, but it's a lot quality. of content. <laughs> 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 but it's there. <laughs> I mean, sure. If you want to listen to two guys talk to each other for an hour, perfect. Now, actually, I, and I'm really, I'm really proud of what we did up to, you know, up to and including now, right? Yeah. Uh, even 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 if we're a little self-deprecating at times, it has been really fun to get to 100 episodes. And I, I think, I will say, I think our content is generally enjoyable. And thank you for whoever is out there listening. We appreciate it. Yeah, here's to the, the next 100, right? Is yes, exactly. <laughs> the next 100. 
or 200 or 300. Who knows? Yeah. We'll just keep going until we, uh, we're like, I hate doing this, which that could be a yeah. long time from now. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I assume, right. I assume that'll be quite some time. Yeah. So, all right, man. So actually we do have uh, a little bit of a, a show scheduled uh, as far as an outline here. So for, for our hundredth episode, I'm sure you can hear my paper rustling here. Yes. Uh, we have a few things. It's yeah, good. Yeah. We have a few things planned. Some of our favorite things we like to do, and we're bringing back something we've only done once. Uh, so we're going to start out with some trivia. Everybody's favorite, some uh, some general movie trivia, most of mine are from yep. the 90s. As are mine. The one I'm bringing back is uh, is punk bands, real or fake. I have not done these in quite some time, and I have five real ones and five fake ones. Perfect. And I apologize in advance because I have to make them sound legit. <laughs> well, I mean, they're punk band names. I mean, who knows? Like, even the goofiest ones are legit. That's what I'm saying. Like The ones that were real, I'm like, oh, man, I got to kind of match this tone a little bit. Are yep. they, they going to stick out real bad? <laughs> yep. Uh, then we're going to do a quick uh, Craigslist game. We are having a new spin on Craigslist. Yeah. So not only are we trying to guess the price like normal, but we're going to kind of go head to head and see who can get closer percentage-wise to that particular, not the same item, but each, each we'll each have our own, but we'll see who can get closer. Yeah. And then to uh, wrap it up, uh, you had one more thing you were doing. What were you doing? Well, we are going to talk a little bit this week about the Northwest Pennsylvania attraction, Connie at Lake Park. Yes. Yeah, we, was it like a couple, last episode maybe? Yeah, we, we were talking about Jaga Lake and Connie at Lake Park. Yep. And we thought it'd be fun to find some history on it and, and kind of talk about it. Because I don't know a lot about what happened a little bit, but uh, yeah, I'm interested to see what you found. It's, it is, we, and we're going to have to give the, I'll just warn people up front now. We're going to have to give the abridged version because the more I looked into it, mm -hmm. just the the more moments in time that would almost deserve their own episode. So we'll be giving the abridged version, but it sure is um it sure is a roller coaster ride of events. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. We're going to have to we'll definitely have to take that out in the edit. <laughs> yeah. Like Joe did not say something ridiculously stupid. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Oh man. Okay. Um. All right. So Joe, let's let's get on to trivia, man. You ready for you ready for this? I I am ready for trivia. I'm I'm excited for trivia this week because we haven't done this in a while. It has been a little while. So here we go. Here, you remember our trivia music? I think I do. Hit it. All right. Here we go. You know what time it is, Joe? I heard. Uh, I heard it's time for trivia. That's right. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you know, I was I was uh, applauded by my wife. She's like, you know, she's like, you've been doing a really good job of not cursing so much on the show. Yeah, but that song comes on, and it's you have to. I have to, yeah. So I I've, so, I've really been trying to be a good boy and pull back the uh, the f bombs, as I showcased yeah. in that one episode where I had like like forty of them in one show. Well, you you did enough in that one episode for like twenty more. So I mean, you can still slip one in every once in a while. That's fine, but yeah. like. Yeah, you, you did you did many, many ahead of time. I did, yeah. I think I had the quota for the season. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so all right, man, let's, let's roll into this. Uh, do you want to go first with yours, or do you want me to go first? Um, I forget. When we do this, we don't go back and forth. We just do all five, right? Yeah, I'll just well, one of us will just run through. Okay, well, you know what? Why don't, why don't you hit me up first this week? Okay. All right, so I only have one, I believe, that is not from the 90s. So okay. hopefully it doesn't throw you for a curveball. Yeah, right. I'll be totally thrown off. Okay, so here we go. Oh, God damn. Right. No, there's two. There is two. But this one's really no. close. This one's really close to the 90s. Yeah, like 
the early 2000s are basically the end of the 90s. Oh, no, it's like from the late 80s. Oh, well, that's also the 90s. Okay, Joe, here we go. Question number one. This is from, uh, I did not write the year down, but I think it was like 88-ish, somewhere. Okay. What was the name of the skyscraper in the movie Die Hard? Do you remember? Oh, Nakamura Tower. Oh, dude. Yes, I mean, I'll give you that. That's close. It's yeah. The Nakatomi Plaza. Nakatomi Plaza, yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah, I'll, thank you for the gimme. But yes, I knew it was like Naka something. Yeah, you were very close on the right track there. So the All fact right. that you were that close, that's yours. All right. Okay, you got one. All right, so question number two. Joe, what is the, what is the, oh, okay, here we go. What is the model of the revolver made famous by Clint Eastwood's Dirty Harry movie? Oh shoot, the model. Um or even the caliber, if you remember. Well, okay. That. I if I get this wrong, it's mm. because I'm thinking I'm thinking of something else. Okay. But I I thought it was a 357 Magnum. Mm. Ah darn it. I was thinking of something else, wasn't I? You are. Yes. It was the uh, Smith and Wesson 44 Magnum. That was a 44 Magnum. Yes. Wow, that's that is really big, isn't it? The model 29. It was a big gun. Yeah, if I remember correctly, like it has a it had a really long barrel on it, didn't it? Did. It? Yeah. Well, I think the quote from that movie is something like, you know, the most powerful handgun in the world, blow your head clean off. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's also the part that we always kind of meme too, and it's always like I think there's a part in that movie, like, doesn't he say to like the one criminal, he says that did I fire five rounds or six or something like that? Yeah. It's like what do you you know, you ask yourself, do you feel lucky lucky punk? Yeah. Right. Oh, do you remember when they parried that? Uh, parried? Parried? What? Oh, God dang. How do you say that? Parried? Parried. <laughs> did did. Par, par, parried did it. <laughs> I know. I'm like, is there It next was one? parodied. No, it was parodied. parodied. There it is. Parodied. Uh, when they did that in uh, Loaded Weapon, he's like, he's like, did I fire 375 rounds or 376? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, like I think they make it even more ridiculous because he's like, did I fire 10,374 oh, yeah. rounds? <laughs> right? <laughs> do you feel Which, lucky? Do do ya? Yeah, that that is a classic parody of that line, which has stuck with me for as long as that movie, for as long as it's been since I've seen that movie. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next question. Uh, this is number three. Okay. All right. So uh, three of Jim Carrey's blockbuster movies: The Mask, Dumb and Dumber, and Ace Ventura: Pet Detective, were all released in what year? Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-mm. The Mask, Dumb and Dumber, and mm-hmm. Ace Ventura 1. Yeah, the first one, yep. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Okay. 1995. Oh, dude. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? 1994. Four. Ah. I tell you what, man. 1994 was a really good year for movies. There's tons of movies. There's a great, fantastic movie that came out in 94. I also have a 1994 question for you. And Hopefully that's not the answer. <laughs> uh, luckily it's not, oh, okay. but those, those three movies were, were excellent. And I would say probably the one that came after that, that I really enjoyed was Ace Ventura 2, which we've talked about before. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is close to the nineties. Okay. Uh, okay. In the, in the 2002 blockbuster smash Spider-Man, who played the green goblin? Oh, uh, Willem Dafoe. You got it. Yes, because it's a probably one of, in my opinion, mm-hmm. one of the best, car, uh, what do you want to call it, comic book 
criminal adaptations was done by Willem, Willem Dafoe in that movie. Yeah, I can appreciate what they did as far as like, you know, turning the comic book character into, you know, on-screen character. Yeah. But damn, that I hate that character. Like, when he was in Green Goblin form, I just couldn't, I couldn't stand it. It was so obnoxious. Oh, you mean, okay, so not not Willem, De, not when Willem Dafoe was acting outside of being the Green Goblin. No, he was a, actually the, the, Green the, the Green Goblin. Yeah, I couldn't stand it. Yeah, he was great in the movie as himself. Yeah, he was, and his transformation into Green Goblin is excellent. What probably would have made that a little more believable was maybe a reimagining of how Green Goblin would have fitted fit in uh, in a more modern setting. Yeah. Perhaps. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I'd love to see, like, I mean, I haven't kept up on all the Spider-Mans, but, like, I would like to see, like, a like a darker kind of toned Spider-Man, sort of like, a, you know, like how Batman's kind of set up. It's just darker. It's grittier. Do they they've have all like been, that? spoiler alert, they've all been relatively, I'll call it lighthearted, because oh. it's he's, he's part of, the, that character is part of the Avengers, so, you know, they've kind of kept that, like, PG-13 feel to it. Yeah, okay. Well, probably why I haven't watched any of them. There you go. Okay, one, two, three, four. Okay, question number uh, five. Here we go. In the 1999 movie, The Blair Witch Project, name one of one of the three characters in the film, the character names. Oh, oh Jesus. Okay, so you, you just a little background on this before I answer the question. I hate that movie. A lot of people do. I think, right, and I think a lot of people do now, right? I think it's kind of had like a reversal on whether it's kind of like, was it a home or was it a landmark of its time? Or was it just, I don't know. I think it's, I'll use this loosely. I think it sucked, but, um, yeah. Well, okay. Um, part, part of the movie was like, they were looking for one of the yes the characters and they were just screaming yes. his name all over the place in the woods. They're saying, and I, and it's, I can almost hear it. They're saying, um, Mike, they're saying Mike. Wow. Wait, why? I'm surprised you pulled one of those out. <laughs> Did I get that? Yes, well, the three characters were Heather, Michael, and Josh. So you got one of them. You got that question. I, I have no idea <laughs> if I, if that was actually stuck somewhere in the back of my cerebral cortex right. or or I actually just guessed it. I have no idea, but okay, cool. All right, so last question. Uh, this one, this may be a little harder for you. I, oh, so I get six? Oh, I think I went one over. That's okay. Okay, bonus question. <laughs> there are no rules to this. Right. Uh, okay, so in the 1996 movie Happy Gilmore, who played Shooter McGavin? Oh, I know his name because... I couldn't remember his name. I tried to think so, before I looked at the, the answer. You know what he does now? Mm -hmm. He runs a... I, I don't remember his name, but he runs a service where you can go onto like his website or this a website and have him do a personal message like to your friends if like, you want. Like ask Shooter McGavin? Remember. Yeah, oh, that'd be it's basically what it is. It's it's basically as Shooter McGavin. He plays as Shooter McGavin, and he gives you a response as Shooter McGavin. Uh, and I don't remember his name. I can't remember his freaking name. Christopher McDonald. Ah, yes, thank you. That was it. All right, so you got you got three out of the six. So not bad, That's Joe. Not, not bad, not bad. Okay, three points. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed with the uh, Dirty Harry one. You should have probably got that. I I thought it was a three fifty seven. No, it was not. <laughs> I. I am just so so disappointed in myself, but but uh, I'll make up for it next time. Okay, you better. Okay, all right, so I'm ready for mine. 
All right, you ready? I, I I don't know if I'm throwing you softballs this week or not, but I guess we'll I, I think they're softballs, but we'll find out. Okay. Here we go. Question number one. And it's a choice of three or a choice of, you know, figure out the answer. Uh choice of three. What movie was Robin Williams' first animated film? And your choices are Aladdin. Ferngali, Aladdin, or Happy Feet. Aladdin. Uh, you're wrong. <gasps> it's Ferngully, isn't it? It's Ferngully, yeah. Damn it, I should have waited. I was too confident. It's just like, I can't even get through it. Aladdin. Oh, damn it. Yeah. Okay, all right, sorry. <laughs> all right. All right, well, lesson learned. Yeah, you know. listen to the damn, the, the options first. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This was Jackie Chan's first purely English-speaking movie. They didn't use a dub or use English as a secondary language. Uh, like, they didn't, you know, they didn't pick out any, like, you know, he didn't just say it other than uh, Chinese, right? right? He actually spoke English through the whole movie. Oh, you you just know there's no options? Nope, you got to guess. <sighs> um, I will say this, though. Remember during the 1990s when there was a rash of Jackie Chan action yeah. flicks? It's one of those. Yeah, so I, Which I mean, one there's, is it? there's one that comes to mind, but I don't know if it's the obvious one. So I'm trying to think if there was like a one before that. Uh, I'm thinking Rush Hour, but I believe I think there's one before that uh, that he spoke. Like uh, I'm just gonna because I, I can't think. I of don't it. think you should. I don't think you should overthink this. Rush Hour. It's Rush Hour. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks. <laughs> no, you got it. I mean, that was that was his first full English speaking uh, movie where. That was the language used for the entire movie. Okay. All right. Cool. Interesting. All right. Good little fact. Limited to the year released, which film grossed more in 1994? And I'm about to throw two two giants at you. Okay. Forrest Gump mm -hmm. versus The Lion King. Oh. Which one grossed more in 1994 specifically? I would have to say... Only because it's a Disney movie? I'm going to have to say Lion King. The answer is Forrest Gump. That was my gut, too. If you extend outside of 94 in terms of like licensing and merchandising after after the release year, yeah. the Lion King goes on to make several million dollars more. Okay. Right. But Forrest Gump was the biggest grossing movie in 94. Okay. All right. One for three. Us, I, dude, I, I had a slow start on mine, too, so uh, here we go. All right, here we uh, go. This 1992 film spawned a sequel named Back in the Habit and a Broadway musical. Oh, uh, Sister Act. You got it. Nice. Okay. Here we go. All right, and then and this um, is the part where you can totally redeem yourself. Yes. D dumb and dumber. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Totally redeem myself. <laughs> This actor starred in two of the 1990s top 10 grossing movies. Hint, both of them are sci-fi. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm, lean, I'm already leaning towards Bruce Willis. Your hint is 1990s top 10 grossing movies. So these two movies were smash hits in the 90s in the top 10. Uh, I mean, dude, I'm... I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I'll just I'll give you a hint. The Fifth Element is a cult classic. It was not a smash hit in the 90s. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I was thinking like, I guess Armageddon really wasn't a sci-fi necessarily. 
Uh, I would consider it sci-fi, but I, I think I've helped you out by saying that the the other one it was more of a cult classic. Okay, so two two movies in the nineties. Yep. Sci-fi. Oof. Um oh man. Was was uh was contact one of them? No, con again, contact's probably a little too low. Okay. You know this. You no, I'll be this. so I'll be so upset when I hear what it is because there, there like, is I a love reason that you know this too. Um, okay, can you throw me any kind of a yes. a little hint? I'll get, uh, yes, I'll give you I'll give you a hint. Um, a quote. The, I don't know anything. One of them, yeah, one of them spawned uh, a musical number for the same person. Uh, uh, the, the 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 theme for one of them was based on. Uh, a song that the that the person I'm talking about did. They did a song in the sci-fi yes. movie. It, yes, they are, well not in it in it, but it, the soundtrack has them in it as the lead vocalist. I'll say oh, on man. the song title on the title song for the movie. I'm gonna be so mad, but I'm, I'm buzzing myself. I don't know it. Oh, you're gonna kick yourself so hard. It's Will Smith. Oh no! The, because the, the, of. The, what do you call it? The Men in Black movies? Yep. Men uh, in Black and Independence Day. Oh, uh, damn it. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. What I couldn't tell you was that, well, it's a speech that you do. Oh, right. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That would have gave it away. But uh, so close. So close. But uh, yeah, some good questions in there. Oh, okay. All right, man. Yeah. Good Good game. You actually got me by one, sort of. So I, Even though you didn't I, give me, a, I didn't have a bonus question like I gave you. Well, I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> that I miscounted my questions. <laughs> I, I'm more. I'm. I'm. Well, we're okay. So I admit here on the Gen Extra, we have trouble counting to five or six. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, how many do you have? Five. How many do you actually have? Six. Six. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Oh man, it's All like right, the so, holy hand grenade here. Right. Okay, Joe. Let's uh, let's move into. Uh, Punk bands, real or fake? I do not have an intro, so I'm going to go with uh, this. Makes no this sense. Is the, Makes no sense. This me. is the complete opposite of it punk. It really bands. is. <laughs> I need to get like a punk band. Uh, oh, dude, I should find like a punk band audio clip. It's just a heavy four beat, extremely fast, yes. right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So, all right. So, Joe, real or fake? Here we go. And no, obviously, no particular order. Uh, I'm going to, there are five, like I said, five fake ones and five real ones. Okay. Here we go. Again, I apologize. Some of these are pretty bad. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. First one, honky tonk home slice. Real or fake? Joe. Honky tonk home. I'm just thinking I was, you, you hit me so hard with that one, <laughs> but I was like, I know you're honky tonk. right now. You're trying to figure out like, did he make that up? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm trying to reverse engineer your brain, uh, your brain to see if you came up with honky tonk home slice. And I'm going to kick myself for saying this, mm -hmm. but I think it's real. It is real, Joe. Good job. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. This one, uh, kiss. <sighs> Kiss the anus of a black cat. Kiss Joe. the anus of a black cat. Mm -hmm. Kiss the anus of a black. I can't. I, okay, I just keep saying it. Um, I don't know. That seems, that seems a little far out there. 
I don't think a punk band would come up with that. So I'm going to say false or not, or not. Mm. I'm just going to say, oh, shoot, that was a real one. That was a real band. Uh, <laughs> okay. I kind I of, I, I was like in your, I'm like trying to get in your mindset. I'm like, this is something he would make, but no, that's real. All right. Next one, Joe. Schindler's Lisp. <laughs> no, you can't, you can't do that. I know. I'm sorry. Okay, that has to be real. Mm. Oh, you did that? <laughs> I'm sorry, I made that up. I'm so sorry. I'm like, I'm like there's no way. <laughs> no way. I don't even think we can put this on the air now. Oh, uh, dude. Well, okay. There. Okay, you'll know why later. Okay. All right. Shoot. All right. Okay. Next one, Joe. Fart okay. Bart. That's real. That is correct, Joe. You got that one right. Okay. So I'm right. like, I think I'm, I think I'm actually 50, 50. You are. I, yes, you are right now. I would have, I would have the same luck rolling a coin or flipping a coin. You probably would. Yeah. You probably should just flip a coin. I, just, I think so. Okay. Next one, Joe, uh, butt naked ninjas. Real butt or naked fake? Ninjas. Uh, okay. 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 Um, fake. Yes. Good call. I knew that was a, <laughs> I knew that was a Dave special. <laughs> knew it. Okay, all right, here we go. Uh, Timmy's Toss Salad. Oh, my God. Real There's, or fake? It, it's got to be real. It has to be real. Mm. Oh, okay. That was a fake one. <laughs> Again, I should just be flipping a coin. Okay, next one, Joe. John Cougar <laughs> Camp. Okay, well, if I'm going off the last, that is a horrible name. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad, and I just want to be extremely clear because I'm going to say this next one is is it's real, right? It is real. Okay, we did not make that up. No, just to be 100 percent clear with everybody listening, I had did not make. That I up. had to put that on there because it was so ridiculous. I'm like, oh, I'm like, are you kidding me? There's an actual band called that. Like that's so, yeah. Okay, I apologize uh, for the uh, insensitivity of that name, but that was a that was also a real band. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay, next one, Joe, is uh, uh, Rainbow Skid Marks. Um, Real or fake? That is, that is a fake. That's fake. All right. You are correct. Okay, next one, Joe. Uh, we butter the bread with butter. We butter the bread with butter. That's real. That is correct. Last okay. one. I'm on a roll. I'm on a yep. roll. Butt chugging beer nuts. Real or That's fake? That's fake. That is correct. Yeah. You smashed this one, dude. Yeah. You, you missed three. You got seven. One, two, three, four. Yeah, you got seven of them right, dude. Good job. Okay. I feel like I I, I kind of know your punk man <laughs> formula now. So you're gonna have to you're gonna have to switch it up next time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got you on two of them. Of yeah. The, uh, it, it, of I, the fake ones. I. I, I <laughs> that one, man. Those, those two. Like yours is yours is funnier rather than uh, horrible. But that other one, man. It was so I couldn't. Holy, I couldn't believe it. Holy Moses, that was bad. <sighs> okay. All right. So, Joe, let's uh, let's move on to our next okay. portion Quickly. of the show. Yeah, we're doing Quickly. good. Put that behind us. Yes, let's put it behind us. <laughs> um. So yeah. So next, uh, next is our uh, Craigslist game, and we have we do have an actual intro for that. Here we go. Do we have something we say on this? Like, what would Joe pay or something like that? Yeah. What would you pay for this crap? 
We found some stuff on Craigslist, Joe. Let's see how much you'll pay. Too much. All right. All right. Yeah. Enough of that. So, so the Craig, the Craigslist game, we'll call this Craigslist game revamp this week. Yes. Sorry, I was looking. I was actually looking at my Craigslist items. Okay. Uh, all right. So yeah, we are going to go back and forth uh, with five rounds, two questions, two items each, and we'll see who is closer percentage wise. Yeah. That way, it's scientific. That's right. And you have your uh, your percentage difference uh, calculator. I have I have my differential engine ready to go. Yes. Okay, all right, so Joe, my first item that I found is a rooster lamp. It is a lamp with a rooster on the bottom and a red shade. Okay, a rooster lamp. Yes, how much would you pay? Does the the lamp work? Yeah, of course, yeah. Okay, so if the lamp works, they want $20. Wow. What? You got well, right, I nailed it right on the money. <laughs> so I have to I, guess mine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> or I lose this round. Okay. What would you I find? mean? If, if you're off by a penny, I win. I know. <laughs> okay. Round number second, bottom half of round number one. Okay. You'll like this one. This looks very familiar. So a near mint 2021 Gibson SG standard with a leather case. And this one is actually in Titusville. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, hmm. uh, it's not it's not mine because mine is much older than that. Yes, yeah, so I just be clear: this is a guitar for anyone that doesn't know what a 2021 Gibson SG is. This yes. it looks very similar to the same guitar that you have hanging in the studio where you are right now. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna say I don't know, six hundred fifty bucks. You're not terribly oh, off. Oh no! They want eleven hundred. Whoa, dude! They have gone up. <laughs> <laughs> They're much more valuable. Well, inflation, right? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I was off by quite the large margin on that one. Uh, okay. Well, then I guess I guess I get round one. You get round one. Okay, I'm keeping track here, Joe. Okay. Dave. Okay, got it. All right, so all right, my next item that I found is a 1992 Chevy Corvette has a Panasonic Ooh. DVD player in it. Didn't even know they for for watching DVDs while you're driving along. I this assume must have been aftermarket. I can only assume. Uh, <laughs> 117,000 miles. This is actually the year right before they came out with their their 40th anniversary, which was the 93. Okay. okay. My dad has one, so I know that. And da, 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 needs clear coat or paint job. Mm, so it's not, so it's the condition isn't, is okay. It's not great. I mean, it's got 117,000 miles on it. So they've been driving this thing. You know, it's not Which like, is a, good. not like a, a, you know, they shove it in a storage shed or a, you know, garage and don't ever look at it. Well, I just want to say, I'm glad to see that. I just, these, I, I don't have anything against anybody that does it, but it's nice to see somebody who actually has a classic car at this point. The 90s is classic now and driving it. Yeah, I've always said that too. Like, uh, I there's a family member I'm not going to call out that has a like a gorgeous sports car, and it's been like ah uh, yes yes you probably know I uh, know yeah and it's been like out of the storage shed like probably maybe you can count on one hand in the past ten years like it's sad poor thing that that thing is if you're listening it's time to drive it dude get it out and drive it. Drive it all summer. 
Who cares if a bird shits on it or gets rained on? Just drive it. <laughs> yeah. I like I like that um I like that uh standard setting there. Like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> bird shits on it. Let's go. All right. So what would you pay for this uh, 1992 Corvette? Mm. Okay, so it is a driven one, and it hasn't, uh, and it's got a, it does have significant miles on it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say, I, I just, I will say too that I do not understand the classic used car scene that well. So I'm gonna throw a number out there. I'm gonna throw thirty thousand out there. Oh boy. Okay. Uh-oh. I'm gonna have to really, really mess mine up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I was way over the mark. They're asking five thousand dollars. Wow. Or best offer. Okay. I thought this thing was in way better condition than I'm than I'm imagining in my head. Yeah. It's okay. uh I mean it looks nice, but again, it's a what what is it, 30, 30 years old now or something like that? I know. And I guess that's the thing, right? That's the that's the problem with the used car like classic market, is that you can go anywhere from like you said, like five thousand up to a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, I think okay. had, you know, here here's the the argument then from what we were bitching about before. If this was a 92 Corvette that had 2 miles on it. Right, you had like yeah, like 1000, okay. 2000 miles on it, 10,000 yeah. miles. It'd be worth probably what you were thinking. Yeah. But yeah, so, someone's going to go for it. Yeah, but if I was to buy a sports car, personally it would not be to get money out of it later as a collector's item. It would be to drive the shit out of it. And then sell it like this guy is. Sell <laughs> like, it for five thousand bucks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. All right. So what uh, what did you find for me? Interestingly enough, I don't have real cars for you, but I have a collection of tiny little cars. Oh, okay. So this is a vintage nineteen seventies slash eighties Hot Wheels collection oh, okay. of ten. Now, if you remember last week, was it last week or two weeks ago? We talked about how valuable or sometimes not valuable these little matchbox and hot wheels cars can be so we have 70s and 80s they're all in decent shape mm-hmm. it's a collection of 77 to 85 obo cash only okay i'm going to say you say there's 10 of them 10 of them yep i'm going to say on the average they are looking for 25 to probably 20 25 dollars each so i'm going to say I'm going to say $225. Well, you're definitely going to win this round. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. They will, they only wanted 75. Oh, dude, you need to do the math on that. I don't 75 to 200 versus I said 225. 225. You still got me crushed, man. Like, okay, so what did I I originally said did You say so did I, you say 20 or 30,000. I said thirty thousand dollars. Okay, to yeah, the you are 000. quite quite a yeah, ways off. Dude, yeah, dude, you absolutely wrecked me on this one. Okay, all right. Yeah. Right, right now somebody's going to be doing math for us. They're going, uh-uh, Joe won. <laughs> right. Wait a minute. <laughs> okay. All right. This. Oh, I'm gonna. Okay, we're only doing five, right? Okay, I'm gonna skip past. Yeah, yeah. This yep, one because yep. I would never guess this. I just saw it and it looked interesting. It was. It, I'll tell you what it was. It was a uh, trench digger. Okay. I couldn't even t- I can't even tell you. And I kind of like, you know, I I've dealt with these things and, and uh I wouldn't even tell you how much it, I couldn't I don't know how much it would cost. So it would be a long shot for you. So I'm moving on to the next one because I did have six, so okay. this works out perfect. All right. So this is a uh nineteen fifty two Royal 
Quiet Deluxe Typewriter. One of those old school typewriters. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, it says uh, typewriter. Oh, and carrying case. This is the type of typewriter. You said what, what year was it? 1952. It's an oldie. Okay. A collector's piece, if you will, perhaps. It looks nice. Um, it's been used. If it's a collector's piece, then I'm going to say that it's probably... It's probably $75. Ooh. $325. Ooh. Okay. I I didn't I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm curious what my what mine is now if I can get closer. I was thinking about that for a second. I, wait, wait, what did I I said 75 versus what was the reality of it? 325. 325. Does it say does it work? Yeah, it works. Okay. Anyway, yeah, what here's you, yours. Yeah, what'd you find for me? I have a large mirror. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> this, I mean, what does it say when it's from? Where, this is so funny because it's just, the description is literally large mirror, okay? okay? And it's a large mirror that it's the kind that you place over your fire. Like if you have a, a, a fireplace and mm -hmm. it has a, um, has a, what do you call it? Like a, a mantle? A, just a large, yeah, large mantle above it or mm -hmm. a mantle with a large empty space. Yeah. You just put this large mirror up there. Okay. What would, what would you pay? I'm sure that this can for a large mirror. I mean, dude, it all depends on the framing of it and stuff like that. How old it is, perhaps. But yeah, I'm gonna say 125 dollars. You de you definitely got me again. Oh, okay. It is only 65. Oh my god. Yeah, but I you, do get but you. But you're closer again. You were only 100 percent or so off. I was like two or 300 percent off. You were four. You were 400-some percent off, yeah. Yeah, I was off. <laughs> I was off a lot. Okay, this one this one could throw you on my next one here. Okay. This is a 1985 $100 bill, Joe. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait. So they want... Their, it's a legitimate $100 bill. It's a $100 bill from 1985. Was there something special... About 1985, is it? Is it? Is did they? Did the no. U.S. Mint do a release or something that year that I'm not aware of? Not that I know of. I don't believe so. Uh, so this looks like the old $100 bill, correct? Uh, clearly, yeah. Okay. What I, do you think they're asking for? Well, okay. So to purchase a 1985 $100 bill, if it's let's just suppose I find some value in, it, mm -hmm. I think the most that I personally, I'm going to base this on myself. The most I'd be willing to give somebody if I really like 1985 is like 125 bucks. Oh, wow. I'm going to have to get really close because they were asking 120. Oh, okay. Oh, you, you're going to need like surgical precision. <laughs> I know, dude. Just gonna, I'm going to have to be right on the money. Literally. No, okay. No pun. I kind of feel good that I redeemed myself on that one. Yeah. That's a All good right. guess. All right. What'd you find All for right. this one? Is this the third round? This is the um yeah. This is the fourth round. It's the fourth round. Oh, the, this is the bottom of the fourth. Oh, I got the last one. Okay, yeah. Okay, good. Yep. Okay. Go ahead. All right. This is an Invicta NFL Series Limited Edition Buffalo Bills wristwatch. Ooh. So it's it's uh it's 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 a it's a nice watch. Mm -hmm. It's like a it's a classy watch. I'll say. Um, you know, it's not like a plastic watch or anything like that. It is Invicta's a decent watch um and this is a specifically buffalo bills edition and it's the the seller says it's like new and they're quote unquote sold out everywhere all right so my my initial guesses have been been like 
at least a hundred percent over. Okay. So originally I was thinking $200. So I'm going to back that up halfway and I'm going to go a hundred bucks. The answer is $325. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> now you're going the way I was going. Yep. Oh, okay. We're, we're tied right now. Oh, dude, we're on the, we're, oh, this, this is the, uh, the rubber match. Just, this is the tiebreaker. Is this, okay. The tiebreaker. All right. Okay. Now I remember these from back in the day. Personally, I used to, uh, I used to work in an electronic store for a little while. Um, and a friend of mine had these, it is a, uh, a set of Serwin Vega 12 inch floor speakers. I do remember. I these haven't things. heard the term Serwin Vega since like the 1990s. I know. Yeah. These things, these things bumped, dude. They were, they were big hitting subs, man. They, they would shake the windows out of your house. Oh, uh, this is, I'm assuming. And so what, uh, what era are, are these from the nineties or early two thousands? Or is there anything special about them? doesn't say when, but I would assume they're from like the mid 2000s, kind of when they were like really like, you know, hitting like, I'd say from like 2000, mid 2000. And how many, and I'm buying both, right? Yeah. Set up two 12 inch subs, not like car subs, like car, like house speakers. Right. Oh, no. These are, these, oh, these are, so these are not the ones you sit in the floor of your car. These no. are just like ones you put in your house. Yes. Um, I mean, I know these things can get like certain they do have a price tag to them because people, if they're decent, they're that they sound good and you people will pay for them. I'm mm -hmm. gonna say $250. Oh my god, dude, you're gonna make this so hard for me. What did I? What was it? 275. Really? Yep. 275. Okay. These okay. things. I, uh, I remember these sold for like I want to say the 12s sold for I think they were like $400 each at the time. Okay. Like right around there. Yeah, this makes sense then because I guess I would see them. I can see them selling for just about what you said. Yeah, these these speakers were so impressive. That I remember they had a set of uh, they had a set of eights and just small little guys. And I would I would play because people come in they didn't want these. Uh, I'm, I'm sidetracking us here from the show, but but there was this one set of speakers they used to sell in the store I worked at, and they were like 15 inch speakers. And I would they'd be like, Hey, can I get a set of these? And I'm like, sure. I'm like, but before that, <laughs> like, I want you to hear something. So what okay. I would do is I would play these smaller Serwin Vega 8s. I'd have them turn around. I'd like, just listen. Like, don't pay attention which ones they are. Like, I'm not going to tell you which one I'm playing first. Okay. And I would play the 8s, and then I would play the 15s, and I would go back and then go back. I'm like, which ones did you like better? Which ones do you think sounded better? You were quite the salesman. Yeah, and, they, and they were, uh, they'd be like, that first one absolutely sounded better. I'm like, that was the eight inch Serwin Vegas. And that was a Serwin Vegas. Okay. And they were like twice the price and, and twice as small almost. Uh yeah, easy, easier to fit in, better sounding, and better for you. Yeah. And the, and they almost almost always I would sell those ones. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. They were great speakers, man. But anyway, okay. Uh, so it was legitimate though. Like you were really like, here, just listen to them, right? Yeah, I mean, you're buying speakers. The whole idea of the speaker is to hear, like, to get the best sound out of them, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I absolutely. hated those other ones we sold too. They sound like shit. <laughs> you're back there, like, kicking them in the, <laughs> yeah. the store. <laughs> just shoving them off the, like, just crashing them on the floor. I'm sorry, those ones are oh, broken. They're broken. <laughs> All right. All right. So. I got to get damn close on this one. It's because I said, I said two, 250 versus 275. Yeah. Right? Is that what I said? Okay. 2022 Dodge Ram 1500 wheels. Oh. Not, 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 not literally 1500 right, the Dodge wheels. Dodge 1500 model. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Bridgestone tires, four of them. So they, the, the tires are already on the wheels. 
There's four of them. What would you pay for a collection of like new wheels and tires for a Dodge or for a Ram 1500? Uh, okay, so I would say, I mean, the dude, this this could go so many different ways. Are they like factory rims? Are they aftermarket rims? They are. I let me. I'm just checking right now. They are factory takeoffs. So okay. these are the ones. That t- these are the ones that probably came with the truck, and the person took them off and is just selling them on Craigslist. Okay, and the tires again, variable. Yep, they, are he they, took everything off. Are they in good shape? Or are they like, like, like fact? He said this is all factory takeoffs because okay, he so, got the truck and immediately removed them. Okay, so I would say, all right. So rims alone are, you know, for something like that, they're going to be at least like two hundred bucks each. You know, at mm-hmm. least. Uh, mm-hmm. tires, I mean, shit, the tires from my car, which aren't even that big are like 200 to, you know, 250 each, depending on where mm-hmm. you go. So I'm going to say that because he's trying to offload them, that I'm going to say he wants, maybe he's asking like 300 per. So I'm going to say 1200 bucks. We might have, we might have some math on uh, our hands. Oh no. Is, am I close? He wants a thousand. Oh shit. Okay. So. If Ooh. I go to my percentage calculator mm-hmm. and I go to the and I go to the percentage difference, what was okay? So I said on mine, I said two fifty versus two seventy five. Ooh, two seventy five. I think you might have me by a little bit. <laughs> the difference of two fifty and two seventy five is nine point five percent. Okay, uh-huh. and you, and you said twelve hundred, uh-huh. right? And the the actual was one thousand. The difference is 18%. You got me. Whew. I got you just, just a bit. <laughs> just a bit on round five. Well done, dude. That was pretty close yeah. on my part. Too. That was a good guess. I yeah, I like how that went there because we both had our highs and lows during the game. Yeah. But both of us brought it back together for round five where it came down to uh to came out to the judges getting out the uh getting out the instant replay, right? Yeah. You know, my my <laughs> initial like thought was on that was just a generic $1000. Yeah, like they they're just going to throw that on there. I tried to break it down a little bit more thinking maybe how they how they decided on their price and I should have stuck I should have stuck with the guns, dude. I should have. Yeah, yeah, but you're but I mean, my guess was complete bullshit luck. Like it was complete like I don't know what these things cost. I'm going to throw 250 at them and see what happens. Your thought process actually got you almost to the the cost. Yeah, that's pretty close. So that, was, that was good. Yeah, that was really good. I'll take it. So, all right, man. Let's uh, let's uh, wrap the show up here with uh, the last bit, which is uh, talking about Conneaut Lake. I'm curious what you found. Are you kind of starting from the beginning, like like when it was you know created? Is that where you're well, starting? Well, what I figure where, where it makes sense for for like me to start, and and probably you too, is just kind of where we got introduced to Conneaut Lake Park. Okay. When I was, and, and you probably remember this because I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how often you went, but I remember, this is like one of the only things that I remember that specifically that my family did in like the, in terms of like quick vacations in like the eighties and like early nineties was a quick jaunt over to Connie at Lake Park. It was close. Yeah, it was close. But as a, as like a 10 year old, I didn't realize how close or far away it was. Yeah, it was just, you know it was I mean? just another drive. Yeah, it was another drive, right? And you kind of lose track of time. Yeah. But it's it's definitely, and I don't know how you think about it, but Connie, so just to give folks some background here before I get before I get too far into it. Connie Lake is a what's well, a lake, clearly, in in northwest Pennsylvania. And it has some 
it's it's one of like it's one of maybe one of Pennsylvania's like historic areas, I guess I should say. Um, there's a lot of like older buildings and well, they have the hotel older, there too. Yeah, they have the Conneaut, like the the famous Conneaut Hotel Conneaut. I yeah, think is what it's, it's called. Supposed to be haunted. Yeah, and it's it's like a thousand years old or something like that, right? Yeah, and part of it burned down too. Like, uh, I want to say like what was it like in the sixties or seventies or something like that? Oh, did it really? Yeah, yeah, they had to rebuild uh, it. Uh, well, it's still. It is still there. Yeah. So whatever, whatever portion they did. Oh, it even used to be bigger than it was. Yeah, they lost a bunch of it. They just kind of they made it smaller and rebuilt it. Okay. Okay. So yeah. So in case you're curious, Connaught Lake Park has like a famous quote unquote hotel, and it's still it's still a touristy area. Uh, I guess the lake doesn't actually have a speed limit on it. It's like one of the only lakes in Pennsylvania with no speed limit on it, so people can just rip across the lake as fast as they want. Oh, you just rip shit all over the place. Yeah, that's like one of the attractions of Conneaut Lake Park is the fact that you can just kind of go or Conneaut Lake Lake. Yeah. Conneaut Lake. Yeah, Conneaut Lake Lake. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny just to call it Conneaut Lake, but it's just it's Lake basically Lake Conneaut. Yes. Yes, exactly. Uh but no, actually one one point to that is uh in that hotel they do uh weddings there quite often and okay. every year I t- I'll usually have one maybe there. And I actually have one there in October. But anyway, uh, our friend Jason, who has been on the show numerous times, uh, he got married there. And he, uh, like, they had their their ceremony down by the water. It was the first time I ever saw this. And then I saw it several times after, like, myself being there. But, but the people on the lake, like, they'll, they'll see that there's a wedding happening. Mm-hmm. And they'll bring their boats up all slow. And they'll literally wait out there until, like, the kiss to the moment. And then they all cheer and like honk their boat, oh, okay. their boat horns and shit. Like it's so funny, like because they, they love it, and I think it's fantastic to do that. That's kind of a neat tradition. It is, right? I, think I, it's awesome. I like that. Yeah, I'm wondering if they get like some uh, little intel from the the hotel at some point. Like, hey, what time is the ceremony? And they all like kind of congregate out there. <laughs> I, it, it's kind of weird. It's almost like it's like a boat. They're almost like I don't want to say almost like. Um, animals out there right and all of a sudden they see a wedding going on right and they kind yeah. of like they kind of go over and congregate around it just like look you yeah know? like oh <laughs> the, here comes the kiss you think got like binoculars and stuff just watching right <laughs> look 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 yeah, here right goes, here goes <laughs> oh man exactly okay. yeah all right so enough of the hotel i'm sorry like, oh, yeah what about the park so here look, the quick version of the history mm-hmm. is that Conneaut lake park was founded in 1892 so it's it's quite old in you know in terms of like us right it's yeah. clearly older than us it clearly goes back many years and then in 1920 like the park area the what what we traditionally called like the amusement park area was renamed to the actual name it is today which is Conneaut Lake Park because in 1920 was when they started to add some of the rides and here's what's really interesting yeah actually pause there just for a second what yeah, I was going to say was uh what I, I remember reading this a long time ago that Conneaut Lake Park the beginning of it when it started, like you said, the 1800 something, mm-hmm. it was like, it was just a, a dance hall or something like that. It was something very bizarre. Like it was not what we think it, of what it was, you know, in recent years. Oh, you know what? And I'm actually looking at this here. It was a, it, you're right. It was a permanent fairground with an exposition, exposition for, this sounds exciting, ready? Livestock, machinery, and industrial products. Oh yeah. I, never, I don't remember seeing that, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure it's gone How, through quite a lot of changes. How exciting. Yes. <laughs> but okay, so, uh, yeah, so go ahead. I'm continue. I'm sorry. All right, so all good, all good. Um, that's when you and I have been on this ride before. Do you remember that? Do you remember they had a ride called the Tumblebug? 
No, I don't remember the tumble bug. You know, uh, the tumble bug is seared into my memory. Now, my memories aren't that important, but what, the point I'm trying to make is some of the rides that went in in 1920 are still there today. Now, unfortunately, they're not being ridden on today because I don't think the park is open right now. I think they tore down some of these, didn't they? I, I, I think the classic historical ones are still up, but part of the problem is, is that no, the park is actually closed right now. So some of like the most, the very most recent things are not entirely known. Okay. I don't think anyone's been in the area for a while, but the Blue Streak, the infamous Blue Streak, uh, which was the park's like central attraction. It was the roller coaster uh, in the park was built in 1938. Uh, and today it's no longer there, which we'll get into in a minute. But like the Blue Streak, I remember being a kid. This, this blue streak that was built in 1938, which is one of many blue streaks that were built across the country. So during this time, a lot of amusement par or a lot of engineering firms were going around and putting the blue streak in many parks. Oh, Connie Lake Park. Yeah, they're all over the place, actually. They're, it's one of many. Uh, that was when it got it. It got, it got its own blue streak in 1938. Which was a very rough ride, I remember. Yes. Even as a kid, I was like, Man, that's seems to be getting worse and worse every year. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember they did rebuild it at one point. Like they they tried to fix it up. Yeah. So apparently, and and I have to and I have to do this. I have to do like the quicker version here for the podcast. Mm -hmm. But you know, it had its own kind of history. You know, between different rides being built and the services being extended and the park being widened and 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 more and I guess more attractions being built. Until, unfortunately, like by the night. So this is weird because you and I kind of stopped going to the park a lot as we get older. But by the 1990s, the park started to fall in and out of, of uh, ownership, right? Because as you can imagine, as people began to leave, leave Northwest Pennsylvania, these what I'll call like small local amusement parks got harder and harder to maintain, right? You, because they have to make a profit, but at the same time, how do you upkeep the land on something that has like a roller coaster on it? It has rides that need like professional maintenance. Yeah, when you're, you know, <clears throat> yeah, when your profits aren't that high to begin with, you know, yeah, in a smaller park, to have to then turn around and dump, you know, probably more than you made in profits into upkeep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, I mean, it's just sadly, it's just a recipe for failure. Yeah, at, at this that point. Is, it's and, and it's it, it's sad. I mean, not sad like I'm weeping about it, but like I remember going to the park and then to like to like stop going there. Also realize that the part of me when I stopped going there a lot as I got older was one of the reasons it went into decline. It wasn't me specifically, but more less and less people went there. So unfortunately, I guess in 1995, the owners filed for bankruptcy and mm -hmm. the park didn't open. And I actually remember this. I remember I can't remember if it was my mom or dad's house or whatever. I remember asking about it. They're like, well, we think, I remember them would just offhandedly being like, well, I think it's closed now. And I was like, what? Yeah. I was like 16 or so year, 15 or 16 years old. I was like, what? And then they did reopen it, it, right? It did. It did. So in 96, a group called Summer Resorts purchased it. But apparently, and I did not know this until I started looking into this. So, and I don't know how many people know this, but the guy who bought it, who owned this Summer Resorts company, he had a history of criminal charges, but they but people were just glad that somebody somebody had bought it. Right, took and some interest in it. it. Yeah, yeah, like that was a good that was a good thing for most people. But so 
lo, lo and behold, this guy who bought it, this Gary Harris, was, and I'm just reading from history here. I'm not like blaming anybody or throwing anyone under the bus here, right? He apparently he was convicted of tax evasion mm. in '97, okay. and he he just gave up the park. So, I, and I don't exactly know how this worked legally, but he just gave up the park back to Conneaut Lake Community. Didn't some other dude buy it at some point, like a Bob Johnson or something like that? I remember hearing um, something about that, like at some point. And I think didn't he try and like, like just basically like tear it down? Because I thought he, I thought someone bought it to like put something else in. I think. Well, it it does look like so. The but right. I I don't know. I'm just looking here. It went through. So starting like this 1997, when when this Gary Harris gave it up, gave it back to the community, mm -hmm. this is where it starts. Like, it just keeps going back and forth, and back and forth, and back and forth. People pick it up. People sell it. People try to get um. People, they try to add attractions to have something work, and that doesn't work. And then, then they have a operate a twelve member operating board who tried to run it, and then they dissolved. And this is like all happening in the two thousands. So this person that you mentioned is probably somewhere in uh, this absolute debacle of management that occurs between the years two thousand and basically all the way up until now. It, it has never become stable again. And unfortunately, and I, let me just make sure I find it here. Unfortunately, the the, uh, the blue streak did, I think it was a couple of years ago, caught on fire. Um, I think it wasn't, I, I don't think, think they someone were tearing, was on it. No, I think they were tearing it down. I think that's what I remember hearing was like, they, oh, here were, it is. they were dismantling it and they were, they were just literally like, like burning it. Yes. Yes, you're so on January 4th, 2022. So this year, the iconic blue streak was being demolished uh, because at this point, remember, as you wood. guys have all heard, no one's taking care of this stuff. It's mm. now just wood. It's just wood now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Was being demolished. And it was a you're absolutely hundred percent right. A controlled burn was used to dispose of the wood. Didn't but it, it caught something else on fire, didn't it? They literally caught the coaster, rest of the coaster <laughs> that on was fire. It. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I thought I remember hearing. Oh. So I guess that's kind of a weird way to end up. Like you're taking it down and then you accidentally catch it on fire. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. I wonder what yeah. they were, I don't know what they were planning on putting in that, you know, like on that land. Yeah. Uh, you know, to why they were tearing everything down. Uh, and I don't know if you saw that anywhere, but I don't think anything's there it, now. I think it's still just like a, you know, just whatever's left. I believe they, I, I believe the only thing that's there today is they have a water park there and they have kitty land. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't realize I think, they still stuff open. Okay. I think those are the only things there now. And I believe they are, I don't know who operates them because I don't have time to read this entire thing. But most of what we grew up with, kind of, and, and we'll get into more with, uh, sorry, with uh, the other park that we'll talk about, Jaga Lake. Mm -hmm. Most of what we grew up with is long gone. So like, remember, do you remember the ride called the Hell Hole? I do. I was actually going to, I had, I wrote a couple of these down that I want to talk about. And that was one of them. Yeah. So why, why don't you go to your section? Because there's, there are a couple of these are burned into my brain for some reason. Yeah. So the hell hole was basically like, if you, if you'd never been there or don't know what this is, it was basically a giant washing machine. Yeah. Where yeah. the floor, like once you got moving around, like it would, it would spin you around like a washer and you would stick to the wall from centrifugal or centripetal force, whichever one that is. Yes. Yes. Uh, correct. And 
you would uh then then the floor would drop out so you were just stuck to the wall <laughs> dude i did I, that one time when i was a kid i fucking hated it i this thing is burned into my brain because i remember that being as a as a small child being scared of it oh yeah but then as i got older in the later 80s early 90s i would go on it and and i was okay with it but then I look back on it now, and it, that that ride, I think, didn't survive the 1990s. No. I was like, holy shit, if this ride stops or the brakes kick on or anything, all these people are falling straight down. Yeah, you're not in a harness. You don't have a seat. Nope. Oh, you're yeah, just, you'd be in trouble, dude. Like, not only would you fall straight down, but you would continue, like, spinning, spinning or whatever. until you crashed into everybody else and then land on the floor. Yeah, I... <laughs> To, to, to this day, I'm just like, I don't think... Now, don't get me wrong. The floor didn't drop like 100 feet down. No, the but it did drop like three or four feet. Was, like. Yeah, exactly. It was like, it was maybe, yeah, somewhere between three and five feet. You were stuck to the wall. You were not standing on anything. You Do you remember, I don't know if you remember this about the hellhole specifically. When the floor would come back up, your knees would bend a little bit because this entire time You've the been, ride didn't go quite go fast enough to stick you to the wall completely. Yeah, people would turn upside down and shit on the wall. I remember that. Yeah. I almost forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, just spinning around like, uh, like just thinking about it now, like just makes me kind of nauseous. I was, I never had the guts to do that, but you're right. Kids would just kind of wriggle and writhe on the wall so that they were now upside down or sideways. Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I just think about that ride today and I'm like, I can't believe that that was a thing. Yeah. So uh, just to keep us going here, uh, do you remember there was a ride where they had a famous or infamous gum wall? Do you remember this ride? Oh, yes. What was it though? The, I do remember the gum wall grossed me out. Yeah, dude, it was disgusting. It was the devil's den. The devil's den. That's right. Yeah, you would you would go up and, and there was this one particular wall where everybody pull their damn chewing gum out and stick it to the wall. It was so disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it was nasty. The Devil's Den, the Devil's Den, for those who don't know, was a was a dark ride. Like right? a little it two was a seater. Ride. Yeah, like yep. a little two seater thing. And it was just a it was a haunted house dark ride. But yeah. like people just write they take their gum out and stick it to the wall somewhere in there. I remember that. It was actually a fun ride though. I enjoyed it, you know, as a young man. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a good ride because like it would pop you back out like in the front. You'd see everybody for a second, and it's take you right back into the the dark haunted you know ride. There is a very similar ride here in Erie where I live at our Waldemir Park, which is basically a successful local amusement park. If mm -hmm. you've never been up this way, has a very similar ride. It's not the Devil's Den; they call it something else. But same thing, you pop back out for a second, you go back in. Yeah, what was that one called? You don't remember. Uh, we call ours the Wacky Shack. Oh, the Wacky Shack, yes. Do you remember the Pirate's Cove? Is that up there at Waldemere? Yeah. Yes. So, yes, the Pirate's Cove is still a thing. It still exists. You still walk through it. It's still a it's still a haunted house, dark walk. Yeah. I got puked on uh, in the Pirate's Cove. Of all, of all, there's not even a ride. Just walk through it. Uh, somebody threw up, and it ended up all over, like, my pants and my shoe. In, in the, the Pirate's Cove? In the Pirate's Cove, yeah. I was I was so grossed out. <laughs> Oh my god, that's oh I what did you do the rest of the day? Well, I got water and rinsed it off of me, but it was it was disgusting. <laughs> that's you know what happens when you after you get puked on, you go on the the um the splash the splash ride. Oh there you go. I forget what it's called. Like Just go jammer. on the splash ride. Yep, exactly. <laughs> you 
Yeah. So where, uh, so, so the state of Conneaut Lake, just to kind of sum up right now is you can still go there. You're saying for like the water park. The, the park is the park is still there. I believe there are very limited attractions being like a being um uh I think a couple kitty rides and I think that I think there's a water park there. Yeah, I'll um, be honest, I th- I thought it was totally shut down. Well, you know what? Oh, um, I just googled the, it right now. It says temporarily yeah, closed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the attractions right now, they ha- the amusement park section is closed. They have mini golf, tiki bar and a boardwalk and beach. So I, I doubt. Oh, here I just I googled. Doubt. Uh, it says, "What are they doing with Connie Lake Park?" And as of March of this year, uh, it says, "Right now, Connie Lake Park is currently being uh, renovated and improved. Uh, we are adding many exciting new rides, new games, uh, great events planned for also. Okay, all right. So they are working on it. That's good. Yeah, yeah. So even the things I mentioned are actually closed right now while they while they work on it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Joe, I think uh, I think we need to wrap this show up. We are probably a little bit over an hour. Well, that was a fun show. Hey, number 100, I think, went down pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys again for tuning in, checking us out, and we'll see you all on the next one. Talk to you next time. <laughs>